that which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence Radio listeners, and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday edition of Real Presence Radio Live. My name is Amanda Ellerkamp. I'm joined by my co-host, Kelly Schneider. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. It's great for all of you to be with us. We are coming to you live from the Fisher Commons at Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we have a wonderful lineup of guests with us this morning, both in person and remote. And so we really hope that you'll be able to tune in and join us for our two-hour live show this morning. So uh, without further ado, we're going to jump right in it. We're so honored to have uh, Bishop David Kagan, our bishop here in the Diocese of Bismarck, with us this morning. Uh, Bishop, thanks for giving of your time to be with us this morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure. And before we get started, uh, as we always do, we'd love if you would lead us in prayer before we kick off the interview this morning. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, seat of wisdom, pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop. Yes. Uh, celebrating all sorts of feast days of our Blessed Mother in these days of August and September here. So very, very beautiful and fitting. So, Mm. uh, well, we're so glad that you could be with with us this morning, Bishop. Uh, You've had a lot going on. Uh, You guys had your annual clergy conference last week uh, for the Diocese uh, of Bismarck. Mm -hmm. And uh, this morning we're going to visit about some upcoming events uh, that you have going Uh, here coming up in the month of October, the Red Mass and the White Mass. So uh, some of our listeners might not have heard of these before and might be wondering, well, what are those things? So maybe let's just start there. What is a Red Mass and what is a White Mass? All right. uh, The Red Mass is uh, an annual Mass that's celebrated uh, on or close to the opening of the judicial year for uh, uh, a country, and uh, uh, this uh, the celebration of the Red Mass uh, in the United States uh, dates back uh, a good number of decades now, and uh, was celebrated by the uh, Archbishop of Washington D.C. around the time the Supreme Court began its work uh, in the fall season. Hmm. And uh, the uh, term red uh, it comes from uh, the, the fact that uh, the Church celebrates the votive Mass of the Holy Spirit uh, for 
all judges, attorneys, legislators, anyone involved in the justice system uh, for their own uh, edification and, and uh, that they will uh, fulfill their duties with, with wisdom and equanimity. Uh, but that uh, color for that mass of devoted mass of the Holy Spirit is customarily red. And uh, at least in our country, that's how the term red mass uh, developed. Uh, the white mass uh, is a mass the church celebrates annually on or close to the, uh, the feast of St. Luke the Evangelist, who is uh, also the principal patron of doctors. Um, and uh, this year it happens uh, to be a, a couple of days before St. Luke's Feast is uh, October 18th. Um, but we're celebrating the, uh, I should have said, the Red Mass is on October 9th, and uh, the White Mass is October 16th. Uh, so we're celebrating it on uh, the 16th when uh, uh, most health care uh, professionals uh, are able to attend, and uh, of course it's for all physicians, nurses, and uh, all who are uh, involved in in, in health care. Uh, and the, the term white uh, comes from the fact that uh, first, uh, it's again a votive mass uh, in honor of uh, St. Luke, but uh, the color white, St. Luke, uh, the color for his mass is customarily red since he died as a martyr. But uh, uh, the term white comes from the, uh, the uniform that uh, doctors and nurses uh, had for so long worn. Doctors wore that, that longer white uh, kind of lab coat over uh, over their clothing, and nurses had customarily worn uh, that white nurse's uniform. Some still do, but now it's it's much different. Uh, everybody wears all kinds of colors, but uh, that's uh, where the two names come from. Uh, as and the purpose of of both masses uh, is. Uh, uh, to pray that God will give strength and guidance and wisdom uh, to those who serve us, either uh, through the courts and the uh, legislatures of the system of justice, and certainly uh, those who are uh, involved in the ministry of health care, uh, be they doctors, nurses, or other technicians. Um, and uh, that also includes uh, those who are uh, pharmacists and, and work in, in that area of health care as well. So it, it's, it, the Church has always wanted to try and include as many uh, professionals in these Masses as, uh, as are able to uh, attend and participate. Uh, and uh, at least in our own diocese, over the last several years now, more and more people plan to attend, and it, it, it's really rather edifying to me. Uh, so many uh, uh, parishioners from various parishes come to this Mass as well, uh, and it, it's a, a sign of, of prayerful support uh, for 
those for whom we're offering uh, these particular masses. That's really beautiful, Bishop. Uh, well, I had heard of them. I did not know the the significance of, of the colors and the relation of those votive masses for red, for the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and, and white, the votive mass uh, connected to St. Luke. And I know you said the date for the white mass was is picked near the, the Feast of St. Luke, which is October 18th, right. so this year's Mass is on the 16th. What about the Red Mass, just something nearer the beginning of the legislative session, or how is that yeah. one chosen? Well, it, it, it's, it, um, it's customarily celebrated um, as close to the opening of the judicial year of the U.S. Supreme Court mm. uh, as we can get to it. Uh, and so... Uh, but it also depends on when most people are able, you know, to, to come to Mass and participate. But uh, that's uh, how the, the date for the Red Mass is usually uh, set. Uh, we try and get it close to uh, when the Supreme Court, the justices, resume their, their work uh, after, you know, taking that break through the summertime. So um, it, it's... That date seems to fluctuate a bit more, certainly, than the Feast of St. Luke, which is the Church sets as October 18th. But, sure. uh, again, we try and get as close to both days as, as we can each year. And it's uh, and for the most part, it's, it's both Masses are celebrated in October, uh, give or take a few days uh, one way or the other around the opening of the judicial year and uh, the Feast of St. Luke. Bishop, is is this something that, um, I'm just trying to remember back, but is it something that is um, highly encouraged in dioceses throughout the country, or bishops, depending on where they come from, bring this into their diocese? I, I feel like in our Bismarck diocese, I don't have a memory of this existing, you know, in my youth, um, yeah. It has come since since you've been here leading our diocese. Can you talk to that a little well, bit? I, yeah, I, it's not something that, you know, uh, there isn't a directive, so to speak, that comes okay. from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Mm -hmm. uh, but individual bishops, depending on schedules, depending on mm -hmm. the makeup mm -hmm. of dioceses, um, uh, schedule these masses uh, for the Catholic uh, faithful, and uh, it takes some getting used to. Uh, sure. Sometimes, uh, uh, by analogy, for instance, the town and country mass hadn't been celebrated for a few years uh, hmm. until I, I became bishop, and then we resumed it, and now uh, it's an annual thing, and I think uh, that's probably what happened with um, the red mass and the white mass. As I, uh, when I first became bishop, I uh, read very carefully a couple of our diocesan histories to find out uh, what prior bishops, uh, going back even to the time of, of Bishop Worley, what they had done, you know, on an annual basis. And uh, back. In those earlier days of our diocese, uh, a red mass and a white mass really weren't celebrated. What uh, the bishops encouraged uh, 
uh, pastors to celebrate, and they would go sometimes uh, for these as well, were those uh, masses celebrated on rogation days, especially uh, masses and thanksgiving uh, for a bountiful harvest in the fall, weather permitting, of course, here in North Dakota. But uh, I know uh, both Bishop Worley and Bishop Ryan, and uh, while he wasn't here too long, only four years, Bishop Hoke, uh, they made a point of... uh, a mass in October um, at a uh, a local farm or in an area where uh, a good number of Catholic farmers and ranchers could gather uh, for a mass of Thanksgiving for the harvest. And um, I think that was the precursor, really, of the town and country mass. Uh, but I, uh, until I think about four or five years into Bishop Kinney's time as bishop, um, I didn't find any mention made of of a red mass or a white mass. And so Bishop Kinney deserves credit for, you know, beginning that. And um, uh, whether it was celebrated annually, I don't know. But uh, uh, I think it's a nice thing to do. On an annual basis, mm-hmm. it just reminds uh, everyone of their particular vocations and duties to serve mm-hmm. others, and uh, we certainly all should be praying for them that they do that to the best of their their abilities. And for us as the faithful to participate in this way in supporting one another in our in yeah. our careers and yeah. our vocations, it's, like you said, how how important it is for not just you know, judges and lawyers and doctors to right. show up to these things and nurses, but but for the faithful to to come and 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 for us to rally as a community in support of these professions. Um, oh yeah, show, yeah. shows that I fraternity. Mean, all of these these professions are becoming uh, more and more complicated, and yes. not so much by the people themselves, but by the government, uh, mm-hmm. which seems to complicate everyone's life effortlessly, but uh, I'll skip my political uh, rant for today. But uh, no, it, it, it is becoming increasingly more difficult uh, for judges, attorneys, uh, doctors, nurses to do what they've been trained to do and do so well. Uh, because of outside influences, and and uh, I, they need our prayers uh, more than anything else. So. Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, dear listeners, don't go away. We're going to continue with uh, Bishop Kagan visiting about the upcoming Red Mass and White Mass here in the Diocese of Bismarck right after this quick break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. I want to share with fellow business owners how underwriting Real Presence Radio has been a tremendous blessing to our clinic. Supporting Real Presence Radio as an underwriter allows me to support the mission and work of the new evangelization and also helps us spread the word about Catholic patient-centered eye care in the Fargo-Moorhead area. We've seen a huge return on investment with new patients who found out about Lumen Vision through RPR. If you're a business owner, I'd highly encourage you to consider underwriting Real Presence Radio. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of RPR, and I hope you will be too. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, the many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit. It helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, Real Presence Radio family. Welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. We're broadcasting from Dickinson, North Dakota at Trinity Junior High and High School in the Fisher Commons area. If you want to get specific, we're sitting at a table underneath the grand staircase. We could go on and on and on. All but sorts it's of hustle and bustle <laughs> of students getting to class. You're probably yes. going to hear a bell here in the background in a minute. So, yes. yeah, very lively. It's good to have the students it's back It's great to be here. Um, we're going to go right back to Bishop Kagan, who's visiting with us today uh, in this segment about the Red Mass and the White Mass hosted in the Diocese of Bismarck. And, Bishop, as we went to break, we were talking about... Um, just the importance of prayer and praying for the for the people. We we should pray for everyone in all career paths. But you know, in particular, some of these um, that are really uh, facing, in many ways, persecution in training uh, right. and in what they do today. And we were talking about how you know we look at the students walking around our hallways and we say, there's many of them who might be interested in a medical career path or in a in a law type career path. Um, and they never enter that pathway thinking about anything other than, I want to be a help. I want to be a help. But somehow right. that gets convoluted um, in, in the world. And so, Bishop, we wanted to talk a little bit about that, about that pursuit of truth and goodness that young people are so much desiring today and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and that whole pathway of discerning college. and. Well, yes, and that, uh, you know, I think 
that's one of the responsibilities, not just uh, for uh, those of you who are with them in school every day, but it's a primary responsibility for parents. You, you too are parents, and mm-hmm. you know how important it is uh, when a son or daughter gets close to graduating from high school and at least begin to consider, you know, uh, what might my vocation uh, or career path uh, be, how important it is uh, to pr- uh, do some serious praying uh, before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and uh, just ask Him, you know, uh, what what do you want of me and help me do it? But when they begin to get a little bit of clarity uh, about, say, they, they would like to go into the medical field, either as a doctor or a nurse or a, or a technician of some sort, or go into the field of law, uh, both very important uh, for the common good of everyone in our, our communities, Mm-hmm. They have to uh, be uh, very discriminating in the best sense of that term about where they choose to go to school uh, and study because many of these uh, institutions of, of higher learning have been so affected by the culture that, for instance, uh, it's routinely described uh, there are courses in medical schools where they advocate abortion and uh, advocate for the use of all different types of artificial contraceptives uh, as uh, really goods that uh, people should have a choice uh, about. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever the the sensibilities or the the consciences of the the doctors and nurses, those really can't enter into it. They have to provide what someone really wants. Well, we know that that doesn't work in a civilized culture, uh, and it 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 it's uh, not just immoral, but it's irrational. And uh, so it's 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 something that uh, I think I, I we don't give our young people I don't think enough credit they 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 watch they listen very carefully and what they want to see is uh, the truth consistently presented to them they'll choose to do the right thing but they need help in getting to that point of actually making the choice. Uh, and uh, that's why I think it's so important uh, with the red mass, the white mass, that, you know, we certainly pray for those who are already involved uh, in these uh, professions. But we have to also remember to pray for those who are considering the possibility of entering the medical field, entering the legal field, uh, and uh, because the pressures on them are just as great as they are on those who are already in these fields, uh, to not do that which is the good and the right thing to do, but to do what is right according to the culture, to do what is expedient uh, and 
uh, again, as I said, that that becomes a disaster, uh, not just for them personally, but for the community uh, that they're uh, serving. And uh, it, it, you know, it just perpetuates this this terrible notion that there is no objective truth, which, of course, we know there is because truth incarnate is Jesus Christ, and uh, there is no way to know the truth. And, of course, we know that's false because the Lord uh, established his church uh, as his body in the world to continue to teach him who he is the truth, teach his way of life, and so it is able to be known if we're paying attention and if we cooperate uh, with God's grace. And that's why, before anything else, prayer is so crucial uh, to uh, the daily lives of us all, but certainly in these special occasions of the Red Mass and White Mass, it's absolutely essential that we pray for all of those involved in these professions, uh, because without prayer, they're kind of cut adrift, so to mm. speak. And uh, uh, it, it, it isn't good for them uh, and their salvation, and it certainly isn't good for anyone else uh, with whom they, they may uh, be called upon to, to assist. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bishop, I really, uh, as you were talking there, was reminded, as you pointed out, of that importance of, of prayer, not only in our own personal you know, discernment, as, as young people are discerning their vocations and their professions, and praying for our, our own you know, guidance and, and our, our jobs and everything that God has laid before us, but praying for one another as well. And I really think yeah. that's where these, um, holding these annual, the Red Mass and the White Mass uh, that you do here in the Diocese of Bismarck is a good reminder for us, as Kelly was saying earlier, that it's not just for those professionals to attend, but the public is invited to attend these Masses, to pray with and exactly. for these individuals. And even if we can't attend, to or as a reminder to pray for them and support right. them in all the ways that they oh, might yeah. be challenged of upholding the, the truth and the gospel of life in our society mm-hmm. today. And that there are some, you know, the fact uh, that, that um, the White Mass coincides with the Feast of St. Luke, and we can look to the Church for examples of, of, of saints involved in law. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is St. Thomas More. You know, to, oh, to, to go yeah. to the Church, the wisdom of the Church, the beauty of the Church, and when we can't be present, Bishop, to, to go to those saints that are heroes of these professions, and... Um, right beg for their intercessions. Well, and that, you know, uh, that highlights uh, that article of our faith that we profess every Sunday and holy day of obligation, uh, that uh, we believe in the communion of saints, and Mm -hmm. we rely on those who have gone before us and are now with God to pray for us, their good example in their lives are certainly there for us to imitate, uh, but we we have to rely on their prayers. It doesn't mean we don't take the initiative ourselves to pray for ourselves, but we can never have too many people <laughs> praying for us. You know, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's one of the great 
benefits, if you will, of, of being part of the communion of saints. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, who in their right mind would say, well, I don't really need prayer. We mm-hmm. all need prayer. <laughs> we need prayer constantly, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, certainly, certainly. Uh, Bishop, throughout the Mass, when, when these events are held, um, what is particular for those who haven't attended of how are how does each mass honor those that are involved in these certain um, occupations that are honored at each mass? Well, at the red mass, uh, lawyers and judges are, are selected to do uh, the readings, the uh, and uh, lead the prayers of the faithful. Uh, at the white mass, uh, the same. Uh, thing happens, but usually also at the White Mass, uh, the uh, Catholic Physicians Guild sponsors it uh, for our diocese. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of Mass, Monsignor Richter, who's the chaplain for the Catholic Physicians Guild, he and, and Father Shea uh, are usually in attendance. New members uh, uh, of the Guild are... Um, inducted uh, into the Catholic Physicians Guild and become full members uh, of it. And so there is that uh, recognition uh, uh, by uh, the Church uh, of all who are uh, actively involved as Catholics uh, in their professions and really elevating their professions uh, by the truth of the Gospel and uh, by the way of life they live, uh, to set that example for others uh, of, you know, uh, what really is uh, good and holy and wholesome about the medical profession, about the legal profession. And uh, it stands as as a, a really a good countersign to what we're seeing in, in our secular Mm-hmm. Uh, culture today. Thank you, Bishop. We are we are getting close to our end with you here, but I, we want to re- re- reiterate for our listeners: Red Mass and White Mass happening in the Diocese of Bismarck, October 9th for the Red Mass, October 16th for the White Mass, both at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck. Bishop, I, uh, a listener could visit the diocesan website for particular time information. Correct. Oh, yes, yeah, it's all there on the diocesan website, yeah. Perfect. Bishop, thank you so much for your time with us this morning. We really appreciate you. You're very kind, thank you. your fatherly care for all of us. So thank you, Bishop. Have a good day. Thanks. God bless you both. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Real Presence listeners will be right back for the Red Mass, October 16th, for the White Mass, both at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck. Bishop, a a listener could visit the diocesan website for particular time information, correct? Oh, yes, yeah. It's all there on the diocesan website, yeah. Perfect. Bishop, thank you so much for your time with us this morning. We really appreciate you. You're very kind. Thank you. Your fatherly care for all of us. So thank you, Bishop. Have a good day. Thanks. Pre- God bless you both. Thank, Thank you. you, Bishop. Real Presence listeners will be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Are you thinking about making a gift to Real Presence Radio now or in the future? The easiest and best way to help further our work is with a gift of cash or a gift of stock. These two types of gifts have an immediate impact on our mission. We can begin using the resources you provide to further our mission of evangelization right away. Experience the joy of giving. Call Mike at 701-290-4503 or visit our website at rprlegacy.org. Thanks for your prayerful consideration. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. 